Meet the celebrities on your radio station. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry and ElisaIlana.com. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. In 1981, country superstar Charlie Pride took a young country singer, Neil McCoy, under his wing. After several years of touring with Charlie and learning the ropes of country music, Neil went on to multi-platinum success of his own with the hits No Doubt About It and Wink and became a two-time winner of the Entertainer of the Year Award. Now Neil has released a fitting tribute to the man who gave him his start in country music. The album Neil McCoy, Pride, a tribute to Charlie Pride, Deluxe Edition, released exclusively to Cracker Barrel stores November 3rd, stars 13 of Charlie Pride's greatest hits, including Kiss an Angel Good Morning. And Neil is here to chat about the album and the original legend that inspired this legend. Neil McCoy takes you on a ride with a tribute to Charlie Pride. Welcome to the show, Neil. <laughs> That's great, but shoot, I can get in the interview. You just said everything that I could never say. So. <laughs> well, good guess, talking to y'all. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We can call it done now. <laughs> Except we want to know all of the things behind all that. <laughs> oh, okay. So, you don't make me sound so popular. <laughs> well, I love how this story comes full circle with this album. So, now, Charlie Pride was your mentor. So, talk about how you originally met Charlie. Oh, my gosh. I'll give you the cliff notes. Uh, 1981, I'd been married a year, was living in Longview, Texas, and I found out about a country music singing contest in Dallas, Texas at a nightclub, and I went up and entered it and got lucky and won the first week, and then came back later. Then I ended up meeting Janie Fricky, okay. who was being handled, booked and managed by Charlie Pride, the booking agent. She was the judge of the finals. She heard me and said, I really like you. I think I need to introduce you to Charlie Pride, and a couple of weeks after that, I ended up meeting Charlie, and we visited, and and my wife and I fell in love with his wife, Rosine, and him, and, and I got to travel all over the world with him. And you know what was so amazing about that is he let you use his band, and he introduced yes. you to everything. Now, such a generous thing to do. Are there any Charlie Prides around anymore that do that kind of thing? Uh, no. Not that I know of. You know, and Charlie got it from early in his career. He would use the Red Sovine, the Red Foley's, and some of those guys' bands. It's a lost start, and I think everybody's gotten kind of selfish and worried about themselves, and we just don't do that. Now, Charlie taught you a lot of things on the road. So what would you say was some of the most important things you learned from him? To put on a great show every night. I'd learn that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then treat people nice. You know, just be nice to people. It, it takes the same amount of effort, and, and not just the fans, but the promoter and the catering and the stagehands, and just talk to people and be nice to people. Now, Pretty what, simple stuff. Yeah. What was his reaction when you told him you were doing the tribute album? Well, I know he was flattered and honored. and you Knowing Charlie, he loves his music the way he loves his music, the way he's been singing some okay. of those songs. He probably thought, oh, my gosh, I'm flattered, but I hope you don't screw him up too bad. <laughs> you, know? you know him well enough to know he thinks that. That's exactly right. I've been around him a lot of years. And, and I think in what we did with Garth Funders producing the album, uh-huh. Garth, he was engineering some of those things when Jack Clement was producing some of those Charlie Pride records in the 60s. So he heard uh, Charlie's original version as it was going down in the studio. He did. We wanted to modernize them a little bit with production and updating some of the sounds and stuff. Uh-huh. I think we were really effective on it. I tried to keep the vocal lines that Charlie used okay. true to what he did. So anybody that had heard the songs before, you know, they'll put up with a little instrumentation being different or stuff. But, but by God, when that song starts, they want to be able to sing with it. So don't screw up that melody. Okay. And, and I didn't. If you just joined us, you're listening to the Mulberry Lane Show. In the middle of our chat with country music star Neil McCoy. Now he has a new album out. It's a tribute to country legend Charlie Pride. Now Charlie had 21 number one hits and 52 top 10. So how did you narrow it down to 13? 
That was a tough thing, trying to figure out which 10 or 11 songs you were going to put on there. And Garth Fonda, again, the guy that produced it, said, look, this is your album to him. You're the one that heard him live for a lot of years straight. We'll give suggestions. You bring yours to the table. But in the end run, it's going to be you that picks the songs. And that's kind of, kind of how we come up with them. Mm-hmm. Okay. You recorded some of the tracks. There's some bonus tracks on this, too. And some of them are duets with other country greats, Trace Adkins and Raul Malo and Darius Rucker. So did you record those together, or were those done separately? Trace and I did ours together. The other two were done separately. I mean, just having all three of them on there is a pretty big deal. And Darius being the uh, really only successful African-American since Charlie Brown, you know, yeah. since 40, 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool for him to want to step in and say, yeah, I, I appreciate what he's done yeah. for us, and, and I want to be involved in this project. Right. Now, how are fans reacting to the songs on tour? They love them. Okay. Uh, my demographic is we're, we're younger than Charlie, but, but we still cater to, to a lot of folks that were familiar with his music. Mm-hmm. They love hearing Kiss an Angel, or is anybody going to San Antonio or Kalaja? And, and I think in the way we've done kind of modernize them a little bit to where the young folks that don't know it still still really enjoy it. Okay, yeah. So what do you think it was about, you know, Charlie's music that is so endearing and enduring? That's great, enduring and enduring. That's, <laughs> man, that's, that almost confused me. I thought, oh, you pronounce the same words two different ways. But, but I like it, and, and I get it. I'm even smart enough to pick up on what both of them mean. Uh, I, I, I just think that it's Oh, for lack of better description, just real music. Okay. Music that Charlie grew up on, loved, lived by, uh-huh. and just delivered like like not too many people can deliver. I mean, yeah. he is a real country music guy. You know, he just sang the fire out of them, and, and, and some of them were so simply written back then, yet well written. Yeah. Sometimes people can, can overthink these things when mm-hmm. they're songs. That's so true. <laughs> now, your story is a little different in that you were not immersed in country music. I was not. I was a pop guy. Pop, R&B, AC kind of guy. I was listening to Manilow and Luther and Jeffrey Osborne and just pop stuff and soul stuff. And, and I didn't know much country music until I, until I won that contest and I okay. met Charlie. I was a musical snob. You're willing friend. to admit it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> you know, I was. I would, I would hear country music and I thought, oh yeah, listen, that's three chords. It's just straight ahead. Anybody can sing it. Once I got into country music and started listening to the ranges on these Conway Twitties and George Joneses, and I was just going, oh, my God. I never gave them a shot. These guys were incredible singers. Yeah. Now, you're also known for your stage show. You really entertain a crowd, and, you know, people love you after the show. So what is the magic you work on stage that makes that happen? You know, I don't know. I don't have a set list. I don't okay. ever work with one. You have to have a great band that has a huge catalog. I just wing it. I just feel it. I mean, if and if I start a song that's a slow song or a fast song, and I I can tell I'm not getting a reaction, I'll stop the dang song. I'm just a nah, shoot, Let's do something else, and then we'll just about to kick this off. So now, were you comfortable on stage in front of a lot of people just from the get go, or was that something you got more comfortable with the more you toured? You know, I think I was both of those. I think I was comfortable already, but I did get more comfortable as, as I got out in front of audiences with Charlie and then started doing it on my own. I'm confident that I and we as a band are going to be good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not cocky at all, but I, I can promise you, we take the stage of you're going to like us. And if you don't, it's going to be your fault. It's not going to be our fault. Okay. You're going to like us. Gotta love Neil McCoy. BRB ASAP. 
with more with country star Neil McCoy right after this. Compliments of the Mulberry Lane Show. Now you've got to kiss an angel good morning and let her know you think about her when you're gone. Kiss an angel good morning and love her like the devil. 